Recognizing when a door for effective kingdom ministry is opening. Let's talk about it on today's edition for a new network podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on today in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Paul is, as we mentioned yesterday, kind of tidying up some loose ends in his communication to the Corinthian church. Uh, Most of the book was spent correcting issues that had arisen in the life of the Corinthian fellowship, and now Paul is tying up some loose ends, and he carries on with that today um, as we move on into verses 5 through 9. But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We give you thanks once again for the opportunity we have to pause and quiet our spirits before you and to seek your face. Lord, we do come ready, and we do come hungry, and we do come uh, wanting to receive what you have for us. Speak through your word, um, speak life, speak hope, speak truth uh, through your word to us today, and help us, Lord God, by your Spirit's leadership in our lives to apply these things to the benefit of our growth and grace. We ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's 1 Corinthians 16, 5 through 9. After I go through Macedonia, I will come to you, for I will be going through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay with you for a while, or even spend the winter, so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord permits. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost, because a great door for effective work has opened to me. And there are many who oppose me. All right, so Paul is gearing up for some travels. Um, He indicates to the Corinthian church that he's going to be going through Macedonia. And he's hoping to be able to stay with them when he makes that journey as it would position him geographically fairly close to them. Uh, But he indicates in verse 7 that he doesn't want to just make a passing visit, that he would like to spend some time. In fact, he's talking about... Uh, staying through the winter um, with them, and uh, that way he can uh, have a significant amount of time on the ground with them, and he indicates also that they could help him prepare for future journeys wherever it is he senses the Lord is leading him next. Um, But he really expresses his pastoral heart, his Uh, connection to them, his relational connection to them in verse 7 when he says, hey, I don't want to just pass through town. I really want to spend some time with you guys and and dig in deep and really catch up on uh, where life has everyone and how the fellowship is growing. And and I really want to worship with you and meet with you and and, uh, spend some uh, quality time fellowshipping with the believers in the Corinthian church, if the Lord permits. And I love that little phrase at the end of verse 7, if the Lord permits. Um, Paul is not (laughs) uh, thinking that uh, anything in this life is a guarantee. It's his desire to come and be with them, uh, but he realizes the Lord may redirect his desire towards some other important ministry uh, or mission field. And so uh, the, the entirety of our lives rests in those four simple words, doesn't it? Uh, On any given day, we say to our loved ones or to people in our lives, we'll 
see you tomorrow if the Lord permits is really for the believer what should be at the back end of every statement like that. We'll get that done tomorrow if the Lord permits. And so uh, that's a great way to uh, approach life, uh, that we move on in the strength of the Lord. We move on in the purpose of the Lord. Uh, If God wills it, I'll be there. If God wills it, we'll get it done. And uh, that's a wonderful, open-handed way to live life. And I love the surrender, and I love the dependence on Jesus that that very statement reflects um, in the heart of Paul. And so uh, he's expressing his pastoral desire and just his relational desire to come and spend some time with the Corinthian believers. He loves them. This is the church that he founded. These are sheep in the fold that God has entrusted to him, and he cares very deeply for them and uh, for the success of the community of faith in that area. But uh, in verse 8, he says uh, it's his intention to stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost. And so um, assuming they celebrated Pentecost around the same time that we do, we're talking about the springtime. And uh, so he may be, this may be uh, fall uh, when he's writing this letter, talking about possibly spending winter with them. But uh, it looks like it's his intention to stay on at Ephesus until uh, Pentecost, or it could be the, the backwards. It could be that he's writing it close to Pentecost and will be traveling through Macedonia later in the year and possibly close enough to Corinth to spend the winter with them. And it may be more that reverse calendar than the way that I was just mentioning. Uh, But all in all, Paul says some interesting things um, in verse 9. He says, I want to stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has opened to me. Now, there is a spiritual sensitivity and a godly awareness that must be present for us to realize when a great door of ministry is opening for us, and we must have the courage to stay put. We must have the courage to stay in it, to uh, to to dig in and to stand firm in that opportunity. Um, and we don't want to move out of that opportunity. Paul was sensing something here about his work there in Ephesus that um, some good things were opening up and he didn't want to miss out on it. And I think uh, many of us who have uh, devoted our lives to Jesus and have been engaged in the work of ministry, whether as um, full-time ministry uh, staffers on a, uh, on a church level or uh, just in ministries that we're engaged in in our local communities, you sense that you're in a special season and that you want to stay in the moment as long as the Lord would permit, as long as this door is open and people are receptive and the gospel is bearing fruit. And you sense that in Paul's words here. And I, and I cheer that on because I, I know what those seasons are like and they're so precious and they don't come all too often. <laughs> and so you stay put and you, and you wait for that door. Uh, as it's opened, you wait for that door to shut and the Lord to direct your ministry elsewhere. And so it makes sense that Paul would want to stay put there. And then he says, uh, and there are many who oppose me. Now, I'm confused on a, on, a, on a certain level whether he's talking about that's the reason for delaying his visit to Corinth because there are many there who oppose him or 
uh, he needs to stay on in Ephesus because there's a great door of ministry opening and there are many there who oppose him, who oppose the way that he's coming at the ministry. And he needs to make sure that the work that's happening gets rooted and founded on a strong foundation. And so it may be more that there's opposition where he is in Ephesus and that he needs to stay on there to embrace this work but also to see it through so that it gets built on a solid foundation. So great words from Paul, greatly encouraging, and I think there's some some good stuff for us as as people committed to the ministry of Jesus in the world. You know, you got to stay on and see things through uh, so that whatever it is the Lord has you building into the kingdom and, and building uh, for his kingdom purposes, uh, get built on solid foundations so that the work can be maximized through whatever tool God is using at that particular time. Uh, God works in mysterious ways, doors open, and we got to be ready to walk through them and, and uh, maximize the opportunities that present themselves for the, for the purpose of the kingdom. All right, my friends, God bless you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to study. And uh, I will pray that God will continue to impress these words on our hearts as we consider them today.